Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you guys are doing awesome. So I got blown up. YouTube comments, Facebook messengers, emails. My assistant got emails. It was just kind of everywhere. And even on LinkedIn, (laughs) which I don't use LinkedIn that much. Uh, Just people saying that they wanted more of the good, juicy, awesome goodness of a podcast I did last week regarding one of the members of Russell's inner circle named Peng Jun, who does over $10 million a year doing live events. And basically throughout all of Europe and Asia, Peng uh, does these these two-day events and he gets people just motivated and inspired and then he sells them into a product to help them like start an online business or something. But he broke down the exact you know structure and strategy and reasoning and logic behind exactly uh, why he does every piece of the events. It's a very complex subject. It's not maybe at first glance directly applicable to a home service company, but uh, I think it, it is applicable. And I'm glad that you guys agree because this is really, really cool stuff. You do have to do a little bit of extra brain work to connect the dots on how to use this. Uh, but if you're just a nerd to learn, like me, if you're if you're a nerdy learner, <laughs> then at a minimum, this is just really interesting stuff. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, go back uh, to the one talking about my friend who makes over $10 million uh, selling stuff, and then come back to this one. So I'm going to kind of pick up where we left off. And where I left off in the first episode was talking about messaging and how when you're positioning your product and, you, and you're working on messaging, you want to be a storyteller and you want to figure out ways to tell your company's story. Now, for a live event where someone's selling, you know, a $5,000 product or a $10,000 product, you know, it doesn't have to be that complex, but the principles still apply to you. And you can break down these ideas into really small nutshell versions, right? So just to recap messaging, there's four quadrants to messaging where you want to talk about your success as a company or as an individual, but you want to balance it with your struggles, which makes you appear human. Talk about some of the weaknesses you've had in the past. And then you also want to talk about your strengths as a company. What is your unique value proposition? Why are you different? You're the only company that does A, B, C, and D. You're the you know only company that offers this guarantee or this thing. And then you talk about your beliefs. You know, what you used to believe and what you believe now. For example, if you're going to be a luxury uh, service provider, um, it could be really, really cool to work into your sales process. The idea that, you know, you know, Mr. Jones, back in the day when we first started this company, uh, we didn't charge really nearly enough to build the type of company that I had kind of in as a vision in my head. And what we learned, what we believed back then was that, you know, we're only going to be able to get customers if we're the absolute cheapest price. But the, the cost of that meant that I couldn't hire the best talent. I couldn't pay people a living wage. You know, we couldn't hire people with families that were going to be consistent long-term 
workers and have careers with our company. And in the end, that was really, really bad for our clients and for us as a company. So what we decided to do, and my current belief is that we've decided to become a luxury service provider. Uh, that doesn't mean we charge higher prices for no reason. What it means is that for a little bit more money, you're going to get the BMW or the Corvette of home service rather than the Chevy Cavalier. And it's not a good fit for everybody, but we feel that it's it's an amazing business model. It allows us to serve you at a higher level. So I'm just making that up as I go. But you, you see what I'm saying, right? That's pretty cool. Uh, you guys need to share more in general, too. This is still a recap. I don't think there's enough storytelling going on online, social media, and Facebook. YouTube videos are a huge hack to get your small business uh, in the top of the search rankings. If you understand how to name your video correctly and then use the keywords for the cities in your area, like, for example, if people are searching, you know, lawn care, you know, Franklin, Missouri, or whatever, you want to use that in the title of these videos you put on YouTube and just tell a short story. Don't ramble on forever. If you notice when I do this podcast, I talk really fast. There's actually a reason that I do that. Uh, in fact, I have a friend named Josh Fierstein in Arizona, and he creates a lot of viral videos. And he, like his actual framework for how he does it, and by the way, he's had over 2 billion video views online. Over 2 billion. He's had many, many videos do 20 or 30 or 50 million views. And he always, like, just as a side tangent, because this is interesting, uh, the framework for that is you have to start off by talking really fast, and then you need to ask a polarizing question, right? And you can use this in your own small way for your local business. You don't have to be polarizing like he is. But you have to ask a question. For example, he does stuff like this. He'll say, hey, everybody, Josh Fierstein here. I want to ask you a question. Is God dead? And the reason he starts off like that is as people are zipping through their news feed, people are like, Burt! like, wait a second, whoa, bam. In like two seconds, all this stuff went in my ears. And he asks a question where you're like, wait a second. Like if you're an atheist, like you want to watch it. And if you're like a Christian, you want to watch it. Either way, you want to watch it. And then he spends the remainder of the video kind of like digging himself out of that hole. Um, that's just a little hack. There's way more to that <laughs> I could go into. But you, if you're making a YouTube video or content, telling your story, you know, getting your messaging, your company story correct, you're talking about your success, your struggles, your strengths, and your beliefs. Talk quickly. Don't be boring. Look at videos that captivate you and do your best to mirror them. It's going to be bad at first, but just do them all the time and you'll get better at it over time. It's like anything else, right? Um, okay, so uh, at the end of last podcast too, I had stopped uh, the podcast because I said, oh, here's a mind bomb, but that's too big of a mind bomb. All I meant was it was too big of a mind bomb for me to do on that podcast because I had already been going for about 20 minutes. So uh, I'm going to get into the five uh, beliefs here or the four beliefs. I don't know if I wrote down the fifth one, but I thought this was really cool. And he was teaching, how do you serve your customers at the highest level? Now, this is more applicable for me. And a lot of the stuff that I do when I sell on a webinar or I'm doing like, I don't know, like, I guess webinars and the content that I make kind of follows some of this, but he really succinctly kind of laid it out. So here's the idea behind this is that strategies, steps and tactics are usually not the reason people don't get the results that they want. Now, when it, he said that, I 
categorically agreed with him, like completely agreed. And I've said many times on this show, uh, for example, I have the Automate Grow Sell Bootcamp. You know, we've sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of the bootcamp, which is awesome. It's a great product. It's amazing information. It's 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 awesome. I have so many testimonial videos and hundreds of people that have went through it. It's a $1,250 course, right? And so when I made the bootcamp, I was in Costa Rica. It was right after I moved to Costa Rica. And I just get a lot of messages on Facebook. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, can I pick your brain? All that kind of stuff. It's like, no, you can't pick my brain. Like, I don't have time for you to pick my brain. Like, I want to help, but how do I help people at scale? How do I help hundreds and hundreds of people instead of the occasional person I can, like, you know, message back and forth, right? So I created the boot camp. And I put a significant price tag on it for a very specific reason. Number one, those who don't pay, don't pay attention. I've actually given away several boot camps, um, like scholarships, you know, to people like if I just feel in my heart, like, hey, like God's telling me to give someone it, I'll do it. Boom. No problem. Um, I'm not a money motivated person. But one thing I notice is that uh, when I do that, the results people derive from the boot camp are way less. And it's because there's not a cost associated with it that kind of hurts a little or at least makes you take it seriously. Um, it's just the way that it is. I'm like that. You're like that. Everybody's like that. Like when I joined Russell's Inner Circle and I sent him $25,000 to hang out with some p- new people, that's a serious amount of money to invest in just a network, right? Um, but you know, I'm deriving value. I'm listening. I'm, I'm just scouring and grabbing nuggets. And then I'm applying those nuggets to make sure that we get a positive ROI. That's exactly how Automate Grow Sell works. It's how everything works. But but I was noticing an issue with the boot camp. Uh, the boot camp's amazing. If you haven't bought it, go buy it. Okay. But here, here's the thing. There's a difference between information and transformation. And in fact, I'm working on some things for the end of the year this year where we're probably going to not probably. We're going to get rid of the boot camp and make it only available to certain people. It's going to go away. You won't be able to buy it ever again. So there's over 50 videos, step-by-step, system, sample systems, exactly how to architecture out your roadmap. Like if you haven't bought it, go to automategrowsell.com and buy it because in a, in a few months, it's going to be gone because uh, I'm going to replace it with something. And basically, there's a difference between information and transformation, right? And so Ping Jun is talking about his live events. He doesn't overly teach stuff. Okay, so these people at these events, they feel like they're learning and they are because there is content and it is like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I never thought of that and whatever. But he's not actually teaching how to tactical stuff because people still aren't going to do it. Right. And one of the reasons you can't sell after you teach is because people have this like this overwhelm in their brain where they uh like they feel like they have a to-do list and so they don't want to like buy something. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you. For example, the worst performing webinar I ever did for Send Jim, <laughs> this is a couple years ago, it was called The Gratitude Effect. Now, I never got more um, feedback from people thanking me for a webinar. I never got more feedback than that webinar. It's on YouTube for free. You can watch it. It's an amazing content, very, very valuable information. Just Google like YouTube, The Gratitude Effect, Josh Latimer, something like that. But the problem was, is that I was doing deep teaching, like tactical stuff, like do this and do that. And this is how this works. And this is that strategy and this tactic. And here's the science to back this up. I'm doing all this stuff and it's amazing. And it like overwhelms people's brain. And then at the very end, I'm like, and you know, you can totally use Send Jim to, to automate your relationship marketing. So you should sign up. But I didn't sell it hard. And I taught way too much. And we did like 40,000 in sales off of that. 
um, total. Like I think the night we did the webinar was like 10,000 or something, which is like literally was a complete failure. The amount of effort that takes to make those things is ridiculous. So that was a big learning lesson for me. And so Ping is talking about this. Strategies and tactics actually don't help most people. So I want, I want you to think about why, okay? The reason is, is that true change for you and for me doesn't come from just the steps. Now you think, you think that you need uh, a checklist of the steps to get what you want and then you'll get what you want. But that's almost never true. And the reason why is that there's so much more emotional baggage in our head. There's accountability issues. There's implementation issues. So you can have a roadmap on how to do anything, uh, but people just don't do it. And, and weight loss is a really good example because weight loss isn't like rocket science. Like all of the main systems that are out there right now that are current, I'm sure they're all great. You got keto diet diets. You got the Atkins diet. You got the South Beach diet. I don't know if that's still a thing. You got like CrossFit. You got like, I don't even know. Like there's all this stuff, all of them are awesome, but people still don't do it. People are still fat, right? It's because it's not an information problem. It's a behavior problem. And so, you know, for me, like with Send Gym, when I do webinars, I'm very careful to structure it in a way where um, there's a lot of storytelling and there is really high level concepts given, but I never go too deep in, in the concepts because it overwhelms people. And at the end of the webinar, because it's a sales presentation, uh, I need people to take action. And after they take action and my team can work with people one-on-one -on -one to help them figure out their sequence and they get access to all these other training videos inside of Send Gym that like show them how to do neighbor marketing or how to do this or how to do relationship marketing. The how-to is fine once they're in the community, but we can't help people unless they're our customer, right? So if I try to over-teach and then they don't buy, we haven't done anything. So just remember this, okay, how to serve at the highest level. True change does not come from the steps. So number one, his number one rule with his live events is he has to create motivation. He has to spark motivation. And the way that he does this, and you could use this with your team, you could use this with anybody you want to motivate, maybe your kids, I don't know. You have to give people permission to be ambitious. Oh, I love that. I thought that was so awesome. You got to give people permission to be ambitious. And the reason why is the people you're talking to are motivating. It's probably not normal for them to be really ambitious. If you think about it, they're probably most people are not surrounded by big thinking, go getting uh, high achieving minded people. They're just not right. So it's like a foreign concept or they feel uncomfortable or they feel silly when they think big or they have ambition. Right. You can use this. So for you to spark motivation in, in another person, you have to give them permission to be ambitious. You have to normalize the fact that they have an ambition and it can be anything. Like maybe they want to buy their first house. They want to get out of debt. I know uh, the designer that works for Send Gym full time, who's like our, our manager of the design team, which is just a couple people. Uh, she's a rock star. Her name's Mariah. A lot of you guys have worked with her because I encourage her to set up like a freelance business in addition to her full time job because she had some personal goals she wanted to hit, but she's never had anybody in her family just be like, Mariah, you're a rock star like you can do this like let's get you going let's create an offer let's set something up so we can serve people and you can make money right so her goal at the beginning of the year is to make like an extra ten thousand dollars on the side this year and i had a few simple conversations with her and what i really did is i gave her permission to be ambitious i let her borrow my belief 
so that she could execute on her you know idea that she was nervous about that she wasn't sure. And guess what? She's made tons of money. She's ahead of pace. I don't even know what the number is right now. She's actually the one that does the show notes on these podcasts too. So <laughs> she'll hear this. Mariah, put it in the show notes, how much you've made so far, because it's really awesome. So step one to motivate someone is to give them permission to be ambitious. The second step to motivate someone is to create expectancy in them. And I kind of just kind of hit this, but when you create expectancy in them, it's when you're, you're, you're helping them to believe that it's possible. This is one of the biggest issues with what I do. So I'll have these ads or I'll have like Facebook stuff where I'm trying to get attention so I can help people. But part of what I do is I have to establish myself as an authority, right? Think about it. You with your home service company, you it's very important that you establish yourself as a professional authority in whatever space you're in. So if I'm going to sell someone a $1,000 course or a lifetime membership to send gym or like sell anything, um, I have to uh, first establish my authority that they should listen to me. They should know. They should. They should trust me, right? But part of that is me telling my actual story, which is I started in a trailer park. I had a Chevy Cavalier with a ladder on it. That's the funny part. And then I started building systems. And then that business got automated. In the last two years, I had it. I worked less than five hours a week on it, and we did over one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a month. That's all true, but and, and I have to say it to establish my authority, but. A lot of people just in their heart don't believe that's even possible. A lot of people don't believe $20,000 a month in revenue for their business is possible. My original goal was $500 a week, right? <laughs> so like, I there's like levels of, of belief that you have to smash through as you grow. Um, but your job, if you're going to motivate someone, is to figure out kind of where they're at with their level and help them believe that they can get to the whatever the next one is, right? Uh, now, here, here, here's we're still on motivation. You can't just spark motivation. And sparking motivation is what I do really well, where I'll have a, a short conversation or even do a podcast where you're like on fire after you listen to this and, and you're like, oh my God, I believe I can do it. And this is amazing. And I'm not a bad person because I'm ambitious. I'm not a bad person because I want to make a million dollars. Like, that's not bad. But step two in the motivation topic is you have to sustain someone else's motivation. So whether it's your kids or your employees, you have to sustain it, okay? And the way that you help someone sustain their motivation so it doesn't just go wee and then fall off a cliff back down to disbelief is to give them many milestones to celebrate along the way. Uh, what we did with Mariah is we broke her, her kind of year-long goal into monthly targets, right? And she's been hitting those monthly targets. And, you know, I haven't talked to her about it the last couple months as much because she's kind of rolling with it. But the first couple months, it was like, hey, where are we at? What do we need to do? Like, how many customers do you have? How much revenue do you get? Are you on pace? You know, what's our strategy to get more, right? But every time we'd hit that milestone, it's a huge freaking deal in her brain and in your employee's brain and in your kid's brain, right? It's a huge thing. It like, it gives them this like, aha, light switch going on moment where they're like, holy crap, like, this is real? This, maybe they still think it's a fluke, but part of them thinks it's real, but then they do it again the next month and boom. So you want to help create a roadmap for them. And then you want to create the right environment for them. So if your work environment is negative and you come in late and sometimes you're positive and sometimes you're like disconnected and withdrawn from your team, you're not going to be able to do this. You have to have a consistent environment of positivity to sustain someone else's motivation. And then the last step to, for motivation is to amplify their motivation, right? Help them believe even bigger things, help them understand how their attitude plays into it, stuff like that. So with his live events, to Sam point, um, 
his his big t- first tip to get true change out of people is to make sure they're highly motivated. They've been given permission to be ambitious. They have expectancy. They have many, many milestones. He lays out a basic and simple roadmap to kind of show them like, you can do this. You can have what you want. You can walk down these steps and you can have what you want, right? Now, step two to get people uh, to have true change is to help them overcome their fears. And there's really only two types of primary fears. There's fear of loss, and there's fear of outcome. Have you ever heard someone talk about their fear of success, for example? Like if you, even if your business is doing 100 grand a year in revenue, right? And you're making 50 or 60,000 and the rest is expenses. For some of you guys, you're already the most successful person in your entire like in-person network of family and friends. And if that's true, what happens sometimes is you actually hold back or even self-sabotage because you feel weird that you're too successful. Uh, that's a, a real thing. I've struggled with that myself. And uh, it, it just it takes a fire out of you because you're scared what people are going to think or that they'll think that you think that you're awesome or whatever, right? But there's also fear of loss because whenever you're going to go deep on something or really pursue something, there's the chance that you could look like a fool. There's the chance that you could fail. There's the chance that you could waste money. There's the chance that you're going to have to give something up that you think that you like now to get something in the future that's not real yet. Like fear is real. And so fear paralyzes you. So rather than giving someone tactics, to go back to my main point originally, strategies and steps and tactics, that's not the reason people don't succeed. It's because they don't have sustained motivation and they have these fears that have not been addressed yet, right? So you want to hit those things head on. So when you're talking to your team or you're talking to your kids or whoever you're trying to motivate to have true change, you need to get it out on the table so we can quantify it. Me and my wife have a saying in our house that uh, whenever something feels overwhelming, we, we push pause, hit the logic button, and we tell ourselves, you know what, this is, this is not Mount Everest. I mean, we say this weekly in our house. Listen, we say it to our kids. It's like, dude, chill out. It's not Mount Everest. What do we need to do? And then when you like calm down the emotion, you'll realize there's like two things you need to do, right? Like, okay, I got to do this. I got to send this email and I have to like do this thing. Like it's not a big deal. So with fears, you want to quantify the fear, meaning write it out. Like be honest. Like what is it? Like figure it out. Is it fear that you'll look stupid? Is it fear that you aren't smart enough? Is it fear that it'll actually work and then you'll feel uncomfortable, whatever it is, and then try to overcome those. And what you want to do is you want to actually show people how to think about the choices in their life, right? People want you to tell them what to do, right? But what they really need is they need you to tell them how to think about stuff. And my Mount Everest example is a perfect, like, example of that, right? I'm not telling them what to do. I'm telling them how to think. I want my kids to know how to think. When they feel a feeling of overwhelm, Instead of making decisions based on that feeling, it's like, no, 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 like that's the wrong way of thinking. Let me write down the bullet points of what I, what I feel is stressing me out and then like write a simple action plan on how to do it. Then it's not scary anymore. Um, and then the third uh, point of true change is to give people choices. And this can come with like the way that you build your packages, for example. Like you want people to feel like they can uh, have a couple choices when they're going to purchase from you. Uh, Or you want to give people that you're trying to motivate choices on kind of how to move forward, like what the next step is. Um, When I was in the sales, uh, phone sales business, selling mortgages over the phone, I did reverse mortgages over the phone. I even had a job one time where I was setting appointments for facelift 
appointments for like old elderly people from an infomercial. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that. It was a very short-term job in the winter when I was building my service company in the first couple years. And I was really good. I made like $35 an hour doing that job. Uh, <laughs> how weird is that? But anyway, you want to give people choices, but we would use this concept called a forced choice close. Okay. So if people feel like they don't know like what the next step is or you're not clear in telling them, okay, Mr. Smith, like you've already given them the pricing, you've given them your pitch, you've done your messaging and told your successes, struggles, strengths, and beliefs, you've done all that stuff, and it's time to like get the business and you want him to actually take action rather than just have the information, what do you do? Well, give them a few choices. So that that applies to packages, but also is how you word it. For example, um, when we would sell, um, over the phone. A good rule of thumb, once you're to the point where the value proposition's been laid out, you've laid out the packages, you might make a recommendation, like, you know, based on the, you know, the LG gross growth on your siding, or based on, you know, the condition of the carpet, the way it is right now, or based on the type of grass you have, or the, the retaining wall that you need, based on that, my recommendation is that you go with this package, and here's why. And then here goes the force, cho force choice close. Okay, you ready? And here's why you need it. Um, so what we can do is I can put you on the schedule right now, uh, but I need to ask you, would a weekend appointment work better or is during the week going to be okay? Okay, that's giving people two choices that both work for you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know, obviously, Tim, this is a great fit for you. This program is going to be amazing and your wife is going to freak out. Like, this is so good. Like, we built this for someone just like you. So what we got to figure out is, are we doing a visa? Are we doing a MasterCard? Did you want to use like a bank ACH transfer? How did you want to get started? That's a forced choice close because I'm saying that sentence before they told me yes. Does that make sense? It also can be referred to as an assumptive close, uh, but that's really cool. And then the fourth step to getting true change is to appeal to their aspirations, like what they really want, right? That's why in the boot camp, the first module is like, what is your why? What is your mountaintop? If you really want people to change, I can't just give you the tactics or a giant list of systems to build. There has to be coupled with it all this other stuff. And that's the difference between information versus transformation. And as Ping was teaching this stuff, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm crushing this. Cause like I get I got this intuitively. Like I don't didn't learn this like this way, but this is how I've been doing it. So it was a huge validation for me uh, with what we're doing at uh, Automate Grossell Experience, for example. The whole reason I started that live event was I was getting fed up with not having enough transformation. Like people buy the like the whole time we've had the boot camp, I've had one refund request and it drives me crazy that I've even had one. And the refund request I got came from someone who like never logged into it and never answered my email back and told me why he even wanted it. Like he had absolutely no, I have no idea what happened. I think he just didn't have money and he wanted his money back. Um, but yeah, that's still really good with hundreds and hundreds of them sold. Right. But, but even with that being said, I want more success stories. I want people that have had businesses that are stuck for 10 years to just double it, boom, in one year because of this stuff, because of the transformational stuff, because of the community and the clarity they get and the accountability and the motivation and the aspiration, all that stuff, right? Um, so I thought that was cool. And I've been talking for a long time. That's why I didn't go through this piece <laughs> at the first podcast. Okay, let me flip through my pages here in my Ping June notes. Um, okay, so he also talks about at his live events, he, he continuously is changing people's state. If you think about your state, even as I do this podcast, I'm actually sitting down right now, but I'm on the very front of my chair, 
with the tips of my toes touching the ground, I'm leaning forward with my chair tipped up towards the mic. Um, it's just more of a weird way to sit. But a lot of times I'll stand up when I do them. When I do webinars, I always stand up when I do webinars, uh, at least the last many that I've done, because my energy level is totally different. It's really important uh, when you're doing something like that that your energy is good. So if you're feeling sluggish, if your team's feeling sluggish, even when you run team meetings and stuff, you want to shift people's state. Now, at his live events, he also talks about how people retain information differently, right? And uh, people don't, re this is a quote from him, people don't retain information as much with input. Rather, they learn with output. So if you're running a team meeting or whatever, or you're working with your kids again, because you're trying to influence and persuade people to do something that's good for them, uh, you want to shift their state. And what he does, like he has people standing up, sitting down, saying yes, you know, doing all this stuff. But he also always, every key point he teaches, he has them do a written exercise, a partner share exercise, and then a class share. So like for a live event, what that looks like is like, you know, all right, everybody take five minutes and write down, you know, how what we just said can apply or what, the, what are the first three things you're going to do for your business that apply the principle that I just taught you, write that down. And then after five minutes, he has everybody get up, walk around the room in a circle with a partner and talk about what their biggest takeaway was from the last thing that he taught. And then after everybody sits back down after those five minutes, then he passes the mic around the room and has people say what their biggest takeaway was. And that's actually a really powerful thing because I don't think our meetings are like interactive enough. And again, if you have one employee, this is still like applicable. It just has to do with the structure of it. You don't have to get complex with it, but take the principle of the importance of letting people output what they you they think they heard back to you, and they'll retain it much more, right? Have them write write it down. Have them uh, share with a, another team member their biggest takeaway or their biggest struggle last week or their biggest aha moment last week, and then you know talk as a group and let everybody participate, right? So he has everybody stand up a lot. Um, another uh, thing he does is more of an advanced selling technique, as he he works a lot with compliance. <laughs> that sounds really bad, but that's what it is, right? So compliance starts with the first minute he starts his live event all the way through until he drops his offer on the second day. And compliance has to do with like, like if you listen to the first podcast, I talked about the open, like when you open an event or you show up for a, an estimate, the first few minutes are the most critical because it's the moment when you are the most nervous and when your audience is the most critical. And so you can kind of start building compliance and, 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 and cut the nervousness by asking universal questions, right? You want these people saying yes all the time. In fact, when I do webinars, I do what are called trial closes all the time. And you guys probably don't even realize this, but I'm saying things like, that makes sense, right? Are you guys getting this? You know, by now you guys must be getting this, right? Isn't that so cool? Isn't that amazing? I say that stuff constantly because I want you to be like, yeah, 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 I'm getting it. And when I say by now you guys must be getting this, I'm kind of saying like, by now. By the super course now. <laughs> uh, it's and even as deep as I've went with the psychology of how we are growing our company, um, this guy is so far beyond that. Like, it's crazy. So if you think you're good at this stuff, come on. Like, no, you're not. You, you need to spend a decade being obsessed to get really great. I said, you don't have to be good to make a lot of money. You don't have to be great. You have to be better than great. You have to be a ninja master at this stuff. And just to qualify, because I'm going to wrap this up here soon, just to qualify what I'm talking about, like... Your job, like all the stuff I'm talking about has nothing to do with manipulation. Now, you could use this for manipulation. 
I would never use this for manipulation. Instead, you use it for persuasion. If you think about it, Jesus Christ was a persuader. He was making a case, showing people a new opportunity, right? But he doesn't manipulate. He doesn't force you to do something. And if you are a good person that has an amazing product, it's your moral obligation to sell your stuff and you have to persuade people. I like the way that Myron Golden puts it the best is that when people love to buy and they love to be sold, but what people hate is to be convinced. And if you're trying to convince somebody that they have to give you money or that some other comp competing company is bad, if you're doing that kind of stuff, like what you're doing is you're, you're using this type of information to manipulate someone, which is uh, convincing someone uh, in a way that benefits you. Okay, persuasion is totally different than that. Persuasion has to do with convincing someone of something or, 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 or getting them to believe something because it's gonna benefit them. Does that make sense? I don't know if I really explained that perfectly good. But anyway, um, uh, another thing he does is he always frames his statements into questions. <sighs> Sorry, I'm having some congestion here, but he frames his statements into questions. So for example, instead of telling someone, um, your home is infested with mildew, okay? Or, you know, you know, Mr. Jones, your carpet is actually at a stage five level of decay. Like, I just made that up. <laughs> That's not even a thing, probably. But instead of saying that, um, you, you start saying things like, you know, how many of you would agree, like for his live event, how many of you would agree that something, 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 instead of saying working, uh, making money online is easier than it's ever been in human history. Instead, he says, how many of you would agree that working online today is easier than it's ever been in human history? Raise your hand, say yes. Raise your hand and say yes, right? Now he's changing their state. He's getting them to, he's working in compliance and he's uh, getting their mental state change, right? You can use stuff like that when you're doing a sales presentation. I'm struggling to think of exactly how you'd apply that. So your home's infested with algae. Let's think this through. Um, you, I guess you could say, you know, uh, Mr. Jones, I mean, I'm sure you would agree that having a home infested with algae is not a good thing, right? Right? And he's going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a universal question. Like you can't say, no, algae's awesome. I want mildew on all my stuff. So I guess that would work there. Um, let me see if there's anything. I actually have a lot more. I might have to do a third one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have so much more stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. This is just a lot of content to break down. I'm only on page six, and I have 13 pages of notes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. Okay, we're a half hour in. I got a busy day. I love you all. You might want to listen to this one about three times because the stuff we just talked about is like, um, it's insanely, ridiculously valuable, but only if it sticks in your brain in a way that you can apply it into your life. And it's probably going to take two or three listens for you to pull out, you know, what's applicable to you. And so you can apply it. Remember, don't just be a consumer of information, be an applier of information. And if you have not yet put your deposit down for the Automate Grow Sell experience, we're running out of time, guys. Listen, it's a thousand dollar deposit. The event costs $3,000. I know that sounds like a lot of money. It's not. And here's why. We pay for your hotel for the entire event. The event this year is actually one day longer than it was last year, so we have even more time together. We're flying in you know, super high-level mentors from all over the country to help you guys in small groups walk through exact step-by-step -step nuts and bolts you know, uh, systems and like the biggest roadblocks and the internal and external 
struggles that are holding you back from getting the next thing. You're going to be surrounded by hungry service company owners who are your peers, who are exactly like you are. People are bringing their wives. It's like a business vacation. There's fun entertainment. All of your food's paid for. All of your drinks are paid for. If you don't want to get a rental car to get up to the event, we can pick you up at the airport if you want. So it's called the experience because I just want you to show up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we'll take care of the rest. Like that's the idea, right? But there's only, I think, 17 spots left out of 60 out of 60, okay? So they're gonna go. And I know cash flow can be tight. If you need help or if you can't afford the event and you want to invest in this because it's ridiculously amazing, then send my assistant an email, Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A at sendgym.com. She has a list of people and I know a lot of you are really interested, but maybe cash flow is tight. I totally get it. Um, we don't want you to like apply if you're totally not going to be able to pay for it because then we're going to hold a spot and then you won't be able to go, right? Uh, but if you can make it happen, but you just can't make it totally happen today and you need a few weeks, we can work with that. I just want the right people there. Now, after you put your deposit down, you'll fill out an application and we'll just make sure that we it looks like it's a good fit for everybody. And that's the way that it works. So the payments are spread out into three different payments of $1,000. There's only 17 spots left. You cannot get this type of thing anywhere else on the planet. The only way to do this right is to do it like we're doing it, where we come together, we sit down for several days, we have a lot of fun mixed in with super hardcore, break your brain, awesome problem solving for your business. And you walk away with what we call the uh, a business covenant document. I'm not going to give away all the secrets of what that is, but it's a very clear set of exactly what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the next steps are, and then the sub steps on you need to get there in the next six months or so. Um, that It's going to be awesome. So I'd love to meet you in real life. I'd love for you to come to our house and ride mini bikes on our property. We have 23 acres and we're going to have some fun there and just hang out and just relax. It's going to be awesome. So don't sit on the fence. Invest in your own transformation. If you're not going to invest in your own brain, who's going to? Why is it easier to buy a water-fed pole or a piece of equipment than it is to invest in our brain, which is our largest asset for our entire life? I, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to understand because I've always been an investor with, oh, with that kind of thing. But if you're on the fence, hopefully I just kicked you off the fence and over. Send Jessica an email. There's also a link in the show notes page where you can get all the information on the dates and, you know, like what how, like the two different groups and whatever so uh, click the link or email my assistant and i will talk to you later take care god bless hey thanks for hanging out friends and from all of us here at the quick talk podcast team we hope you love today's show we hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better lastly remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul seek first the kingdom of god my friends we'll see you next time for more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.